1: Alright, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Fat-Ass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk about suppressors. Um, Some of you might know them called as uh, silencers. Um, And those of you who call them suppressors are outraged right now. And you're like, they're not silencers, they don't make anything silent. And that is definitely a true statement but
2: I would also recommend you stop being such a, such a type person. You also get angry
1: about magazines and clips.
2: Uh, it's all
1: right. (laughs) That's typically the, uh, the thing. So Mm -hmm. one of the things, um, when you start getting into silencers is, uh, You'll find that one of your new best friends, if you're actually somebody who buys suppressors, um, is going to be silencershop.com. And you're like, well, they already got the name wrong, so they don't even know what they're doing. Well, okay. But you're going to find that they make it easy for you. And, and I'll tell you why. I probably should actually reached out to them, see if they wanted to sponsor an episode Maybe send me some free stuff. That would be, I know they make these uh, silencer removers that are actually uh, suppressor removers, whatever you want to say. Well, they say silencer shop, so it kind of becomes interchangeable for me. I feel like they're the standard um, that uh, are like oven mitts. So when your suppressor is really hot, you can pull it off. But I think they just found an oven maker and just had them bake them black and bright silencer shop on it. Yeah. And I was well, like, I know those are only $4. Say. My wife needs some of those.
2: Yeah. I can say that I have burned my finger pr- my fingerprints off my hand uh, trying to do that sort of stuff, being stupid. Yeah. I, I remember
1: a uh, one of the, the tactical uh, classes I'd taken – they were like, oh, you know, in the movies, people are always like, yeah, when the guy comes around the corner, just grab the barrel of his gun and you can yank it out of his hand. And yeah. at the tactical training, they were like, yeah, just fire like three rounds and they'll realize how hot that they'll barrel can be. Yeah, they'll let go. Um, I imagine the noise and the you know, the jolt of it would uh, be enough to rattle somebody. But if not, the heat will do them in um Mm -hmm. definitely they heat up uh we actually shared something on uh on uh the facebook group the other day that was like a picture of uh scarlett johansson or or one of these attractive girls and uh it it, it was something about well is my uh my my silencer that hot or, or or uh should i uh what was it? Is the suppressor so hot that I should go to my pistol or keep going? And then it had like a picture of Scarlett Johansson, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's hot. how hot they could get. So mm-hmm. now, yeah. now you're she getting the idea. Great. She what?
2: Big, she's got those great big eyes, you know? She's just, a yeah, the big woman. eyes
1: that you just like to look longingly into, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So now you're getting the idea. So, anyway. The reason I say silencer shop is kind of cool is um, when you get a silencer, you require a tax stamp because the government doesn't let you do anything without putting their hands in it. And I don't know why they're against hearing conservation because you're going to, you know, those of you who know nothing about suppressors are probably thinking in your mind, well, my big concern is, Now you're going to secretly go around like James Bond and just, you know, silently uh, kill people without anyone knowing. Now, I would recommend if you want to sneak around and silently kill people, you just stab them in the neck with a screwdriver. So that could be your way of doing it. You don't actually need
2: to buy a, a suppressed weapon. Now we have to ban screwdrivers, Chuck. Great.
1: Oh, well, okay. All right. So moving right along. Anyway, um, so our government requires a tax stamp. Now, a tax stamp, it's not that big a deal of a pain in the ass, but it is. Um, Tax stamps are $200. So right there, there, that makes it a pain in the ass. Because some people want to make like a $79 suppressor or a $300 suppressor, and then you pay a $200 tax stamp. And you have to wait anywhere from, I'm going to say two to eight months, but it's probably three or four to eight months. It's more realistic um, mm-hmm. in order to get it. And that that's the bigger problem. And the other negative is you end up having to shell out the money before you get it. So you have to buy the suppressor. So there's an, a serial number assigned to you. And then fill out the information, wait for the uh, ATF to approve it, then you can go to the gun store and pick up your suppressor a year later or whatever. So that's kind of frustrating for a lot of people. Um, So if you're thinking about doing it, I'd just order one right now, like the minute Mm -hmm. the episode's over. So then by the time you get around to actually committing, it'll be ready. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that sounds right to me. Um, so anyway, there's a whole bunch of information all over the internet. There isn't, you know, a lot, but basically what happens is a suppressor disrupts the sound waves. When you shoot a gun, there's a little explosion and all this pressure has to go out and that sound dissipates and usually creates a, uh, sonic boom And that boom is very loud, as well as the little explosion is very loud. So there's a couple of ways around that. So one, you want to have quieter ammo. That's actually the biggest step you can take. Um, The problem is you trade velocity and speed in order to get quieter. Um, The idea with subsonic rounds is people typically will make a heavier bullet. So you end up with an increased energy hitting the target. And then you have a slower velocity because it's heavier. However, the trade-off is not equal. When you have a larger bullet, it's not gonna create enough more energy to compensate for the lack of speed that you know is coming with it. So there's definitely a trade off but you can find a happier mix, especially in the larger caliper bullets. Um, 300, like 300 blackout seems to be kind of the perfect suppressed round. Um, the reason because of this is, uh, five, five, six is a little small. Um, 22 is also actually a pretty neat suppressed round. uh, because it's a smaller, quieter gun to begin with, smaller quieter bullet and therefore ends up working out pretty good. But you kind of feel like, yeah, can I justify spending 700 bucks to have a quieter 22 that's already pretty quiet? And if I right. buy subsonic rounds, my 22 really isn't that loud at all to begin with. So you know, what do you do? So bottom line, you're trying to disrupt those sound waves. And that's kind of a thing. So there was a German guy. Do we have a name? All right. No. His name is Maxim is his last name. I was hoping right. for a first name, but. Yeah. My, uh, uh,
2: Hiram Maxim invented well, now the, Hiram. Uh, the Maxim gun. It was Hiram Stevens Maxim invented the uh, Maxim gun, which is See? basically the first automatic weapon. Um but his son Hiram Percy Maxim was the one that invented the, the silencer. Now he actually invented the car muffler first, and then used oh, the same. First. Yeah, and then used the same same uh, ideas behind the uh, the firearm silencer, the suppressor, and uh, actually Teddy Roosevelt was one of the first uh, adopters. He he bought and used the uh, Maxim silencers. So interesting little tidbit
1: nice. there, and. Now, Maxim does not make silencers in the present day, although a lot of the old Maxim silencers are rather coveted. However, they do make Maxim mufflers to this day. So apparently there's more of a market in that uh, car exhaust uh, market than there is in the uh, suppressed weapons market. But, you know, hey, to each his own. So there's a lot of different things. So... As you guys know, with uh, muzzle devices on guns, when you shoot them, they heat up. And when metal heats up, it expands and contracts. Now, when you do that, that means the suppressor, they you kind of like lightly thread it onto the, the gun because once you get it on there tight, they're a pain to you know change from weapon to weapon or take on and off. Um, I know that. James Bond always used to kind of like thread it on easy. Well, when it's brand new out of the box, it does go on easy. The taking it off gets, uh, you know, a little trickier as it goes on. But that's definitely a workaround. I have a lot of buddies who go to the range and uh, slap them on and off. Um, A a silencer or suppressor that uh, I I looked at not that long ago from uh, Griffin Armament makes the M4 SD2. Now this one is got like little clips so that it'll actually slide on to any NATO approved muzzle device. So you're thinking, hey, I have an AR-15 with an A2 flash hider and turns out the... uh, Or maybe it's not a flash hider. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, it'll clip right onto there. Basically that little ring in the back... This thing will just squeeze and slide back to that ring on a lot of these uh, different ends and just clip right up. So that makes it kind of cool. Now, the problem is the ATF requires um, a 16 inch barrel. And when you have a 16 inch barrel, you add a suppressor. Well, yeah, you're taking off like an inch, inch and a half for replacing the muzzle device or covering the muzzle device. But then you're adding the length of the suppressor and the longer they are, the quieter they seem to be because it has more room and, and chance to dissipate those sound waves. So they can make for a long and a heavy gun. Um, So what a lot of guys like to do is they get either a pistol an AR-15 pistol Or they'll do a short barrel rifle, which guess what? A short barrel rifle also requires another tax stamp for $200 from the ATF. So that's – and that also is a little more complicated to buy just because you can't go to silencer shop. They will sell you a short barrel rifle and do the paperwork for you, but they will not sell you the paperwork to build your own kind of thing. That's something you have to do on your own. Now, filling out the paperwork is not that big a deal. It's just that when you do it through silencer shop, they they end up doing it digitally and sending it out right away. So that makes it nice and easy. Um, Short barrel rifle will give it so that you could have the uh, overall length that's going to, you know, you could end up at 16 inches. Or you could... Get a uh, maybe a 10 inch or 11 and a half inch barrel that's shorter. You get rid of the uh, the muzzle device and then you throw on the suppressor. You could end up in the uh, neighborhood of, you know, maybe 17, 18 inches. Nothing too crazy. The other thing that's kind of neat is you can do pinned in weld. Now, so what you do there, you find a suppressor that you like. Um, I know Griffin Armament makes one where it comes with like a nut on the back that's actually pre-drilled so you can have it pinned and welded to your uh, gun. And the idea is this one is designed for that. Like they intend for you to pin and weld it to a gun, which makes it kind of neat because you can buy maybe a 10-inch barrel, add this 6-inch suppressor, Makes it over 16 inches. Have it pinned and welded. Now you have one gun that all the time is the right length, and you don't need to buy that second tax stamp. So that's kind of cool, and you know adds a lot of benefit there. Now, like I said, tap stamp isn't that big a deal. Or you could get an AR-15, which is a uh, an AR-15 pistol, and then it doesn't matter that it has the short barrel. All the really makes up an AR-15 pistol is having a uh, basically a different stock. Now, if you buy a completed rifle, you can't put a short barrel on it and call it a pistol. For some reason, you have to buy it as a pistol or buy it as non-designated and make it into a pistol. Um, You make it into a pistol by putting an appropriate stock, which... For some weird reason, it's a pistol in the ATF's mind if you don't put it to your shoulder. Um, So you'll see a lot of the stocks, and they call them braces for an AR-15 pistol, will be uh, like a little clamp that's supposed to go around your forearm. Um, You will notice on YouTube a lot of guys put that to their arm. According to the ATF, if you ever put it to your arm, it becomes a rifle and you're a criminal and it, it's over. You're going to jail. Guys are coming with handcuffs. Um, and they will shoot
2: your dog. I mean, that's it. Yeah. You know, a gimmick. it's you're done for. It's done for your dog's done for.
1: Yeah. That, that's pretty much how that's going to play out. So next problem you're into silencers. Um, there is something called blowback. When you shoot a suppressed weapon, the, uh, the gas is going out of the gun a lot slower. So it's going to come back at you. Uh, One of the guys in the uh, prepping badass group actually turned me on to Adam's arms who makes, they call it a piston kit. Um, What that does is instead of the gas coming back and blowing at you with a, uh, you know, back into the chamber at a reduced rate. Now that we put a suppressor on there, This actually has the gas push on a piston so the air ends up going forward and no gas is coming back to the chamber. The other cool thing about Adam's Arms and a lot of the other uh, piston-driven gas systems are that they're adjustable. The reason adjustable is cool is when you buy a suppressor, you want to have a subsonic round option and a regular round option, because it's still going to quiet down regular sonic bullets. So you need different gas pressure. So the idea is you need a variable gas block. Now you could say, well, I only shoot suppressed rounds because why have a silencer if I'm not going to be quiet? And that kind of idea, well, that's great. And you can have a gas block that's set to the right size if you know what you're doing and you know which one to pick. But if you have an adjustable gas block, you can select between sonic and subsonic and have your gun cycle properly in both scenarios. Because obviously your gun uses the gas pressure coming back to push the bolt carrier group back and have it cycle to eject the round and load the new round. I know, getting a little crazy in here, getting a little, you know. Now, subsonic. Now, I guess the next thing is suppressors, they're quiet, right? So how quiet are they? Are they, James Bond, quiet? Well, I kind of hinted at it earlier in the beginning. Um, Typically for like 5.56, it'll uh, reduce the noise by... Uh, I would say around 30. I mean, a a lot of you guys might be shouting right now, oh, well, a lot of them will do 34, 32, 35 dBD reduction. That would be decibel reduction. Um, Decibel reduction, 30 dB is is a big deal. Um, That's actually pretty pretty awesome. Um, Usually a a suppressed AR-15... You're in that 132, 133 uh, range coming from like 155, 160, that kind of noise. Um, actually, 165 is what I'm reading for an M16 um, is a typical gunshot. So when you put a suppress suppressor on there, you can expect to get down to 132, 134. Now, what's weird is depending on the... Uh, the caliber of bullet, you kind of always seem to get down to that like 130, 135. So you can take something really big like 308, 756, 65 Creedmoor, and you'll get a more dramatic reduction than you get trying to suppress like a 22 or something like that. It's just kind of how it works. Um, the difference between a uh, suppressed bullet, not suppressed. Or, sorry, subsonic bullet and not subsonic bullet is typically around, um, I think it's 1,100 feet per second. Does that sound right, Kevin? You got those numbers in front of you?
2: No, I don't have it in front of me, but that does sound right.
1: Um, yeah, I think it's 1,150. Let me uh, bring this up here. Is. Yeah. Uh, had it right in front of me and ready to go, and now, of course, I don't. I keep seeing 373 meters per second.
2: Yeah, what the hell
1: does that even mean? It's about 770 uh, miles per hour, 1,238 kilometers an hour. Um, You know, you get the idea. Go go with 1150 is what we're saying. Um, That's uh, shooting from the hip there. You you can use your own uh, interwebs. And, uh, sort that out. Now I said, we're going to get down to about 134, 135. Uh, definitely with a suppressed weapon, you might see a suppressed five, five, six, get down to like 127, something like that. However, let me give you some comparison, heavy traffic or a noisy restaurant. It's usually about 80 dB. Welding is 90 dB. Sander, an electric sander is like 95 dB. Um, Handheld drill, about 100 dB. A chainsaw, 105 decibels. Jackhammer, 125. That's where I said we're at with like suppressed bullets or uh, subsonic bullets and a suppressor. Uh, Live rock band at 130. However, 160. Or 150 is fighter jet. And then they say shotgun blast 160. And like I said, an M16 is actually rates in it at 165. So we're not exactly going quiet. You know, we're getting down to jackhammer level. However, think of jackhammer as constant noise. And this is a one shot. Um, the other thing to take note is that, uh, the, uh, not only is it constant noise, you want to, a, a suppressor changes the noise. So it doesn't really sound the same. People don't hear it as a gunshot. It ends up being more like a thud or like a thump kind of noise rather than a crack or a bang, you know? And so... It kind of keeps people from getting as worked up when you shoot them. has been uh, my experience. Um, What else? There are companies now typically like uh, around like 300 blackout is uh, there's a million choices for subsonic. And it's kind of, like I said, the perfect bullet because you end up keeping the weight and the velocity reasonable you know at subsonic the weight velocity ratio ends up putting out a great amount of energy where dropping a deer or something like that is still very plausible whereas once you get into the lighter bullets you know typical lighter smaller round like a 556 um round you know maybe 55 grain 62 grain they lose a lot of that stopping power um you know we all know that you can Stop someone, you know, something a person size, like an, even a deer with a 22 if you shoot them in the right place. But it does require a shot in the right place when you slow down that velocity. Or maybe you're like the Indian who's tracking the uh, the deer for five miles through the woods, you know, following little blood trails. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, most companies don't even make a suppressed round for 5.56. Five, There are a few. I did find one. uh, Silent Strike makes a frangible subsonic round which for 5.56, which actually means that the bullet uh, breaks apart. Uh, Mm -hmm. Think of like ceramic or something like that, that once it impacts, it kind of breaks up into little stuff. I think when you're like the assassin, that might be the bullet you're buying where you're like, oh, you know, it's both subsonic, I can use it with a suppressor, and it's going to break up and and be hard to, uh, you know, it's not going to disappear where they don't think the person was shot. It's going to disappear that that bullet's pretty hard to identify, except for, you know, 20 people in your state have ordered those bullets in the last six months. They might, uh, you know, on NCIS or whatever, that's how they always figure that kind of thing out. They're like, oh, but maybe if they have them on the shelf at the gun store and you don't have ID except when they're like, Oh, that weird guy who always comes in here, he buys that a lot.
2: Yeah. You know, that fucking his name is
1: Kevin. He's got a beard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, you know, something that might play out there. Now there is another option that I would also bring to the table here. And that's, there's a company called suppressed weapons systems. Um, It's suppressed weapon, singular systems.com. And what they do is you'll send them your gun and they'll basically turn the barrel so that it's half barrel, half suppressor. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's all the one length. It still basically looks the same. However, it's been drilled out. Usually they put a tube like a sleeve over it so it's a little thicker the barrel, but not a lot. It Doesn't look dramatically different. Um I do know they offer a uh, a version for uh the Ruger Precision Rifle in 308. You can get that either buy it from them, I think it's like 2800 bucks or for about 1600 bucks. They'll work the barrel over on your gun and send it back to you all set up. Now, this also requires a uh, tax stamp, Mm -hmm. but still kind of cool where, you know, it's all integrated and one piece and whatever. Now, you do run into issues of, well, it's not as cleanable. Um, I believe there's, like I said, it does have a sleeve that slides over it that pulls off so you can kind of clean out those tubes orifices whatever now so that's what i know about legal suppressors i actually know a little bit more but for the sake of time we're not going to go into that now there is an option where you can fill out a tax form where you can make your own suppressor at home um that's always fun so now let me tell you
2: uh, you still have to pay two hundred dollars you still got to pay for the tax stamp
1: yeah. And remember, if you do this without paying for that tax stamp, the ATF's going to come and shoot your dog because if you try and scam them on $200, that's easily worth taking a life.
2: Yep, yeah. No problem. They have no problem with that.
1: No problem. Um, so, now the go miss- need- yeah, go ahead.
2: This was asking me about uh, using a potato as a silencer. I've never heard of this, but apparently it's a thing in movies and, and such. Uh, I did a little looking into it, and apparently all it's going to do is make really loud potato salad. It's not going to, it's not going to help you out at all. Uh, so uh, I- when they put the gun in the pillow to shoot somebody, also does not work for shit.
1: Yeah, there's something to that, but yes, um, one of the things I came across in uh, my research or what people were doing. Now, basically, like I said, we're, we're trying to disrupt the sound waves. Um, people do sell. Believe it or not, you can buy an ATF tax stamp and buy a, a NAPA oil filter that has the right thread count on the end, which would be a half by 28 for a, uh, six, a typical AR uh, platform uh, barrel. Um, you could... Uh, Buy it like an oil can at Napa that threads on there, and you can get a tax stamp for your oil can and use that it as works. a uh, suppressor, and it works.
2: It does. I, um, so that's kind of. I believe it actually works. I I would like to, would like to see this, man. I might have to make one of these myself and and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna pay the two hundred dollars. No, no, uh, yeah, never mind that. We'll yeah, what that's that. what I thought.
1: Yeah, I mean, see, they're gonna drill it, to it out, out first.
2: Do you have to drill out the oil filter first, or you just start firing?
1: I believe they just start firing. And it kind of makes its own hole <laughs> when you shoot bullets at it.
2: Yeah, back I mean, the end, of the, in the, the end of the oil filter or in the side of your barrel where your hand is?
1: Either one, you know. Either is an option.
2: <laughs> um, right. Now,
1: you have seen where you see they put, like, a, a plastic bottle on the end of the gun. Now, believe right. it or not, I've heard of people duct taping like a two liter bottle to the mm-hmm. end of their gun. And there is a couple options for noise dampening in there. One is uh, I, I read that uh, if you fill it a little bit like with water, so there's water mm-hmm. like laying on the bottom third, we'll say of the barrel, whatever the amount is that it's not going to be dumping water back into your barrel will actually dissipate the noise. Now that's kind of a one time use kind of thing. Right. might thing. be a couple time use if uh if you had a uh twenty two, you might get about ten rounds before, but that sounds very inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Another trick ever, that I read with
2: the uh water bottle with um uh like couch cushioning or something yeah. like that stuffed in it, styrofoam or something like that. I was but gonna again, get to uh couch cushioning it might work once or twice but really yes. it's not it's not not going to hold yeah.
1: up um i read about uh filling a uh, bottle with uh styrofoam peanuts and then mm-hmm. putting boric acid in there which i believe is going to dissolve it and this is from a, a long time ago this this book that i was reading and a uh, little bit from yesterday And I was doing some thinking, and I'm like, well, you know what? It's going to melt the styrofoam basically together, so you have a big styrofoam block there. Mm -hmm. Um, What if you filled it with great stuff? Uh, I feel like that might be the answer. Squirt a little great stuff in a two-liter bottle, obviously after you buy your tax stamp. Right. And then you might get, I think they, they said, about 100 rounds out of a 22 with their peanut one. And they said, you know, for nine millimeter or something, expect like three to five. But I I imagine an improvised silencer could be duct tape, two liter bottle and a bottle of great stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think you might have some uh, some benefits there. Now, I I did also read some stories about people in other countries, obviously, because in America, they didn't want to pay the two hundred dollars ripping up car interior and doing what you said of basically wrapping the barrel and imagine past the barrel, six inches a foot. Think of like that three inch foam uh-huh. that you get for, uh you know, for whatever cushioning a couch or whatever it is you're going to do. Right. And they wrap it around the barrel and past it and then wrap that in duct tape, both covering the barrel and, you know, about, a foot past it um, right. wrapping that in duct tape and then getting some kind of noise canceling. So that's if you need the one-time use and you're stuck in the closet with the couch and you need to be right. really quiet.
2: Right. And you don't have, and you don't have to aim. <laughs> no, is it
1: to- awkward if you're using a suppressed weapon and then you're out with the boys and then you fart really loud? <laughs> Thank you for that.
2: I don't know. I don't know. You we'll get the awkward, get, uncomfortable look. Yeah, we'll have to get figure out fart silencers next, man. That's a whole different. Uh, that's a whole different situation. Yeah.
1: So I've probably bored you guys long enough. I just thought, you know, silencers can be a fun thing. They make shooting like you just kind of feel. I don't know. It's one more level of headache having to have hearing protection on all the time. And you're pretty much insane if you're shooting an AR-15 without hearing protection. Um, So it makes things, you know, takes it to the next level. Um, It also takes away the scariness. And I think that that's kind of a neat thing, you know, where it's safer to bring your kids out or whatever. Now, again, you're not, it kind of gets into the hearing safe for once or twice, but still, if you're going out all day, even with 5.56 five, suppressed, you're still going to, you know, at least with the kids want hearing protection. With you, it depends how far you've let it go and how much you don't care about your hearing anymore. Yeah, you know, I, I know are. a lot of guys are just like, yeah, whatever. Um, But a suppressor is going to do a lot better than, than not is the answer. Mm-hmm. Um so people are dying left and right from the coronavirus is that what's happening they're just yeah, in yeah the
2: uh, spreading in, in Italy Uh now a town in in northern Italy where the uh they're they're getting hit hardest um Castelvestro is the name of the town What's the has been uh,
1: Castelvestro
2: Uh for a few hours um Lambrusco wine was coming out of their taps uh, you could turn mm. on your faucet or your bathtub and just get wine out of it. That's so can't be accurate. So that's that. Maybe that's how they're putting up with the coronavirus. It had something to do with um with the way the the uh, plumbing was done. I guess they hadn't heard of like backflow flow preventers in in Italy, but the wine fed backwards into the uh, water pipes, mm. and it was about a thousand gallons uh, or thousand liters of. Uh, Wine ran back into the water pipes.
1: So I don't really understand the whole metric world. So that's like three gallons or a thousand. Yeah, that's yeah, two hundred and
2: sixty-five gallons. wasn't oh, wasn't all bad. that much. It was only about twenty houses that it affected. You, know, you got I'm telling you, I'm living in the wrong fucking town. I just got stupid, unalcoholic water coming out of my tap. It's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> like common folk,
2: uh huh? Fucking that's ridiculous. I, I don't live in the fucking right country. Ridiculous. So, yeah, so it's, it's, uh, they got a pretty bad in Iran and pretty bad in, uh, in, uh, northern Italy. Um, you can't
1: get, you know, cheap is it God's the Muslims and the Italians? I mean, the Italians, it's
2: about the shoes, is why God went after them, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I can't say anything bad about Italians, but aside of the fact that their women are hairy, but, um, yeah, I mean I don't know what's I don't know that God is responsible for uh the coronavirus. Um
0: Well, no.
2: we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens here. So, China it's starting to the spread is starting to slow down. Uh Really? So, hopefully they they're starting to get things under control and they you know how it goes though. You know, you you get things from China and they don't they don't last long. That's how this is going, you know.
1: <laughs> oh, Man, not I bad.
2: Didn't expect it to last forever.
1: That sounds right. So, if you guys are appreciating what you're here, you want to tell me about how I call suppressors, silencers, or whatever else it is that's on your mind, and you want to share it. You might want to head over to iTunes and leave a review, or maybe you want to tell Kevin that he should ditch me and get a a better co-host you want to email us at preppingbadass at preppingbadass@gmail.com and you can tell us all about it and within a week or three we'll get back to you and uh you know respond and and tell you something good um i do have to uh search out if we have uh any patches left i don't really know where we're at on that but uh with that stay and that would be if you're wondering what I'm talking about, head over to Patreon.com, Slant Prepping Badass. You can find out more about those cool patches you might be able to get. Um, with that, stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week.
2: The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. <laughs>
0: search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV